Hello and welcome to the second We Only Read the Pictures podcast. Uh, my name's Mike. I'm Darren. Uh The first one was a bit of a pilot. We didn't really know what we were doing. So uh, in this episode, we're going to be talking about the Oscars. We're going to review them and who won and who we think should be nominated. And then we'll talk about more about the films we saw in the last week or so. Uh, yes, well, we of course always log um, all the films we watch on letterbox.com, which uh, we've got links to our accounts down below, where you can follow us and see what we watch and what we think of them. Um, so for now, let's just get on with looking at the Oscars because that's what we're here to talk about. Yeah, and, and we're a bit late to talk about it, but yeah. Yeah, <laughs> we have so many delays and distractions. Yeah. But so let's get on with the best picture. So clearly. Best picture was uh, won by uh, La La Land. I mean, Moonlight. Um, <laughs> was that the Liverpool? Yes. Well done. Um, but um, yeah, so Moonlight, very, very deserved winner. Um, the other nominees were Arrival, Fences, Hacksaw Ridge, Hello High Water, uh, Hidden Figures, Lion, Manchester by the Sea. So. Moonlight. I, uh, brilliant pick. Um, I was so happy. I found it hilarious that uh, La La Land was initially was falsely ch- chosen, yeah. and um, oh, no, I, I mean we saw because we saw Moonlight the on the day the after the Oscars, um, and I, I was after seeing it, I was just so so I was so happy that it won. I think it's. Um, I mean, it currently isn't my best film of the year, favorite film of the year, but it's. If after a rewatch, I reckon I might make it my favorite film of the year. Well, <laughs> I'm gonna go one further say it is my film of the year. Yeah, I was really a little annoyed because every single year that I've been following the Oscars, they've had they've made the wrong choice. They always pick a movie which wouldn't mm. even make like my top five. Yeah, every single year I've started going Spotlight. You know, fine. You know, like Birdman, overrated. Twelve Years a Slave, not deserving. Every single year they do this. Then the year I do a podcast, they go and get it right. <laughs> if I, I think it's the first correct choice they have made since the 1990s. No. I would go that far. Um, when you go by 90s, you mean American Beauty? Uh, yeah, American Beauty is the yeah. last one I agree with. Mm-hmm. And that's 1999. Mm-hmm. 2000 was on the same yeah. when it was held. Yeah. I mean. So, Moonlight deserves to win because, and I think there's three reasons why it's great at one. Yeah. One, it genuinely is the best movie of the year. And that is by far the most important reason. It is... <laughs> Superb! It's so it's got so many inflections. It's really the film. People talk about La La Land being the film which is like nostalgic for cinema. I think Moonlight is a lot has a lot better nostalgia for cinema, because what Moonlight has is it has these inflections from you have like the Bergman-esque conversations. You have you have these like European art house gritty social realism. You have like I mean the whole film is is a literally the the triptych three part structure is copied from um, Chinese Chinese film by. The guy who made the assassin. So, this is and what this is. This is a film that mixes all those, moves it forward. This is a real tribute to cinema because it's moving it forward by being more than just, you know, oh, the, those movies you saw forty years ago. It's a lot more than that. Um, second reason why it's really important. It won. Um, it's tiny, yeah. and Oscars are always bad. They always give it to relatively big movies. Yeah. This is. A small movie, a proper indie film, proper proper. It's the lowest budgeted best picture winner ever, and adjust, adjusted for inflation. And it's also the lowest grossing of all best picture winners. No, Hurt Locker. Has heard, no, I thought it was lower than Hurt Locker. No, it's like oh. it's at least six million more. Is it? All oh, right, well, well. But um, 
it might even be the lowest budgeted nominee of all time. Mm. I read that the other day. Um, they haven't quite worked out for all the yeah. nominees, but they're like yeah. it's, it's it's up there. Um, and the other reason why I think it's great is because in terms of the progressive front, it's good to see a film about an, an African American gay man yeah. win. I mean, those things don't get nominated by the Oscars. In fact, there's so many examples. Like, Carol was such a big snub in 2015 in yeah. so many categories that it's good that this year they have finally awarded it. So, overall, I am chuffed to bits that Moonlight has, has won. Couldn't be a better choice. Do you think, though, that the Oscars are going to continue being this progressive, for want of a better word? Or, you know? No. No. Do you feel it's just going to be like 12 years or so if it happens that one year? And it kind of goes back well, its way back. I mean, the 12 Years of Slave thing, I think, was interesting because 12 Years of Slave essentially had a lot of... Everyone felt it was the time. The yeah. time for a film by a black filmmaker to mm. win Best Picture. Yeah. And there was a lot of talk of... There was controversy at the time because two Academy voters said they had voted for 12 Years of Slave, but they hadn't seen it. They just mm. thought it was the time. Mm. And I think the difference is that nobody thought it was Moonlight's time to win. Mm. Everyone just sort of agreed it was the best movie of the year. And the other thing is there's been a big diversity push. They've, mm. they've introduced loads of people to fill up a diversity quota to make mm. the Academy more diverse. Regardless of, regardless of whether or not I agree, and by the way, incidentally, I don't agree with just putting people in there for the sake of diversity, but another, and that's another argument for another day. Yeah. I think Moonlight... I feel like just because it's, it's so good. Right. If I'm honest, I can't... I think if someone were to make... If, the next, if next year the best film by an African-American filmmaker... Is, say, is the equivalent of something like Fences this year, mm-hmm. it won't win. I think Moonlight will not... Sus- Moonlight won because it's the best and because no one hates it. Yeah. I think La La Land lost because there's been a backlash and people place it low down on the ballots, which are ranked. Mm-hmm. And so statistically, it, it got screwed by the backlash. There was no backlash against Moonlight. Everyone mm-hmm. thought it was the underdog, when really it wasn't when you think yeah. about it. It's not quite for it. It's not quite for it. Yeah. But, so let's go through the other nominees then quickly. Yeah. So we mentioned uh, La La Land, which is obviously the big contender. Which actually won the Oscar. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> According to uh, Faye, was it? Yeah. Uh, Faye Dunaway. Faye Dunaway, yeah. Yeah. What, what did you think? Did Would La La Land be a good pick if it had won? No. That's not even my top ten of the year. It's, it's uh, number six on my rank list of the Best Picture winners. Yeah. Best Picture nominees. <laughs> sorry, nominees, sorry, yeah. No, no I... It's incredibly overrated. Oh, it, yeah. oh uh, yes, I agree. I think La La Land is incredibly overrated in so many ways. Um, its story is ultimately very reductive, very simplistic. That's not necessarily to say simplistic stories are bad, but I don't think it's thematically rich. I feel it's pretty empty. Um, I wouldn't go as far as saying it's empty, I just... There was something different about it. I remember leaving the uh, theatre thing. That that was definitely a different experience. Um, and I was curious to rewatch it just to, um, in, you know, feel it again. But it's not. I yeah. I sort of came out. Yeah, I was disappointed um, because I thought it would be just a magical experience, yeah. and it wasn't that. It was trying to be that, and trying to be a drama about you know to struggling artists yeah. yeah I mean I, I, I mean yeah I, in, a, I, in a modern setting I mean I don't think it's empty per se because of it, like you say it has that thing about the artists yeah but I'm sat there watching La La Land thinking 
you're just not as good as the fi- like as the films you make reference to. Like the whole artist thing, I started going, okay, it's about artists struggling to find themselves in the world or ha- struggling to fulfil themselves. And the, but, but you open with a section of a traffic jam, which is indicative of a film like Eight and a Half, and I yeah. got Eight and a Half is a definitive film about an artist trying to, you know, struggling. Like, I don't see what you're bringing to this table. I'm sad, I got to the end of it, I left the cinema and went, I would just rather have watched Singing in the Rain or West Side Story. I don't want to have watched this again. I want to watch a musical that I really do, that are better, that you're referencing. I remember what we were looking at uh, other people on Letterboxd, their uh, diaries. And after seeing La Land, they ended up watching other musicals. Yeah, yeah. like yeah, like I, I just thought I, I thought myself, I thought to myself, I would rather watch the musicals that I most love than go back to La La Land mm-hmm. because I feel like La La Land is only a vague, like shell of what they are. Yeah. But I mean, and I can't see aging well at all. The fact, even if even if it won Best Picture, I don't think it would age very well. Yeah. I, I mean, I think it has a lot of like, oh, it's very academy friendly, mm-hmm. and I think if it had won, I think it would get so much backlash for so many years. Mm-hmm. I mean, there is already a backlash. Yeah. And just to clarify, like, like it's not a case of having a back. Like, we did, we weren't against it before mm-hmm. we saw it because we saw it um, before, like any before the nominations, before yeah. any of this, and we and we were both left that thinking that's quite disappointing. We saw it in a preview. It hadn't even come out in the UK when we yeah, saw it. Yeah, we saw it early January. Wasn't yeah, it? it was a so it's a preview screening when yeah. we saw it. Mm-hmm. So we so we weren't so all the people around us telling us what we thought, and we both were just disappointed. Um, but I mean, the other nominees in general for best picture. I mean, if, if I mean, I'm going to just quickly go through them. You're welcome yeah. to interject. Sure. So the way I see it is there's two there's two that I would include: Moonlight and Manchester by the Sea. Yeah. Manchester by the Sea, really slight, really yeah. small, mm-hmm. but really, really heartfelt, really sort of meaningful for what it is. Yeah, it's. I loved Manchester by the Sea. I mean, it was. I loved Casey Affleck perform, Casey Affleck's performance. I he was, was so good, so superb. Uh, definitely to win uh, Best Actor, in my opinion. Um, it's just such a. Is it because it isn't? It is a sort of sad story, and it's. It's a beautiful script. That's why it really struck. The script just shines through so much, and because on the face of it, I really wasn't sure what it was going to be because it just came across as, oh, it's a story about an uncle who has to look after his nephew uh, because the dad's died. Like, okay, that's nothing special. But then you realise there's so much more that they, you know, don't go with that you have to watch the film to really, to really see. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, I just thought my test was absolutely great. And that's I, really funny as well. Don't forget that. <laughs> yeah, I, I think it has. It's one of those films that just feels like a tone poem. Mm. It's very much just that tone all the way through, and it's mm. really and it's real and it really pays off in so many ways. Um, so the only other film of the so there's two that I think deserve the only yeah. one I think is an acceptable nominee for me is Hello High Water, which right, I think was okay. such an interesting neo western. It was an interesting little takedown of it looks at poverty. It looks at masculinity it looks at things which have often you know it looks like it looks like an area of society which one might designate in this current time like trump voters like you know like yeah. it's these people have been left behind by the establishment by the system and i thought it was an interesting really interesting film and funny in places and really sort of meaningful for what it was and i thought hello high water is a deserving nominee but i mean the rest of them I, I'm fairly indifferent towards. Well, I don't see Hell High Water as that high, uh, personally. Um, 
I I don't know. I do want to rewatch it because I do. I it just didn't gel when I watched it at all. Mm. Uh, I don't know what it was. I don't know if it was just the tone it was because it was a little bit felt quite. I don't know, a little bit not empty, but like it wasn't. I don't know something wasn't. Something wasn't grabbing my attention for some reason. I don't know why. It is a very slight film. It's a slight, yeah, that's the word I was But I mean, about. I actually think... I, I, I and I can see that being really good or, you know, play, playing well to that. Um, and I sort of agree or see where all your points, but they never really hit me while I was watching the film. They never really came across to me. Um, I still think it's a really beautiful looking movie. It does look, I agree. It does look really nice. I like, you know, some of it's long, has some really nice long takes. Um, um, I like I really like Chris Pine in it, uh, but I don't I don't know I just didn't it didn't gel with me yeah. personally. But yeah. I mean I feel like I feel like that that's how that's my position mm. towards um, other films on this list. I feel like to me I actually think the the the, the best films this set of nominees are the slight are the ones that are very slight very minor Moonlight Manchester by the Sea yeah, both. Hello High Water very minor movies mm-hmm. very there's not much going on yeah. but like they're really hitting you with so much so many other layers in their almost nothingness and Fences is another one which I think is very good at not and uh, yeah. the in fact I think the more showy the ones were the weaker ones I thought Lion which is a which is a film which was very much about Doing a big, expansive Spielbergian take on India, followed by Death Patel off at Google Earth in like ridiculously big, like you know, oh look at this fast editing of someone scrolling through Google Earth, and then and then you get which was a very mediocre nominee. Hidden Figures was a pretty was a big like oh broad take on segregation that wasn't really about anything. Well, it just was a very Oscar um, type. Wrong. That's just yeah. It's the sort of film which like all the ways that Moonlight is progressive, Hidden Figures is not. Because Hidden Figures' whole thing is, oh, we're gonna tell you a story about segregation, but we're not gonna tell you, oh look, this this is a horrible thing. We're gonna go. We're not gonna make you feel uncomfortable. We're gonna go. Oh, it's white people feel alright because you know what? We dealt with it. It went for a very light tone. It wasn't yeah, trying to address like, a serious. It wasn't. In very awesome wasn't wasn't trying to be really serious and which I didn't mind personally. I kinda to be honest, I thought it was quite not breath of fresh air, but just nice not have an uber serious feel about segregation. I, I think there's so many very nice looks. Like, like there's so many like little like quaint, oh, you know, back in the time people were racist, but they sort of got over it because really they ain't that bad deep down. None of them ever work for me. I, every single time, I just think, no, that's hideous. I, I, mean, don't, I would not go that far. Um, just... No, don't worry. It's not a bad film. It's yeah. perfectly watchable. It's fine. And there is one bit where Octavia Spencer, uh, where um, Kirsten Dunst is, is obviously white, Octavia yeah. Spencer's black, and Kirsten Dunst says something like, oh, I've never been against you personally. Yeah. It's just how the system is. Yeah. And Octavia Spencer says, oh, you know, well, I'm sure you believe that. And that's the only point in Hidden Figures that it actually feels like it's going. Yeah, you know what, people, you know, like people who were like just part of the system, they would, they were bad. Mm-hmm. Like they, they weren't good. Yeah. Like that's the only time it ever really scratches. Um. And oh yeah, the final nominee we haven't discussed at all, Hacksaw Ridge. Fine, the most average nominee. Why? Well, just, just sort of fairly right wing, heroic, you know. Pro- yeah. 
pro-religion, pro-America. But it, it did get me a little emotional at times, I will say that. Uh, it, and I think it's a really good award, like, in terms of the war scenes. They were done very well. In my yeah, opinion. I mean, it, I mean, it wasn't. I mean, yeah, it doesn't match obviously the very best war movies, but no. it's fine. It's okay. It's certainly better than most of these subpar war action films, like yeah. you know, um, Lone Survivor and stuff. So mm. there's certainly much worse out there. Overall, I think it's a mediocre set of best picture nominees. It's a bit of a bland list, apart from. Yeah. I think there's no personality to it really, and I think it's worse than the last few years. I think the last few years have had better nominees. I mean, it's a bit yeah, it's just certainly a bit of a boring list, really. I mean, before things, Moonlight made it really exciting though. Yes. It winning before, um, because you know, if we go back a month when we think oh, Moonlight's not going to win, yeah, it's not the chance in hell. We thought oh, it's a pretty boring list. Farland's kind of set to win, yeah, and all the other nominees are kind of just very safe Oscar type, you know. That's how it is. Yeah. Right. I, I agree. So, what films would you have nominated? Could, could you have nominated? If you could. If you, were, if you were ultimate say, who would have been on your list? Who would have been on my list? Um, oh, I'm gone. Where's my top ten? Ah, I'm top ten. Uh, so, Neon Demon is still my favourite film at the moment, but it might get dropped down second through the moonlight. Well, okay. For, yeah, I, 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 if I was nominated, Neon Demon definitely gets yeah. in there. Yeah. Silence. In there. I Daniel Blake. No. Okay, I, I, okay sure. I like, don't get me wrong, I Daniel Blake is a great film. Mm-hmm. I think it's certainly better than all, all the nominees, bar, you know, the, the two best ones. Mm-hmm. But I think that, I think I think I could name fifteen better before I got to I Daniel Blake. Alright. I still love I Daniel Blake. I it resonates in me by these guys. I think that it has the best scene um for me this year. And I feel it's just a film that needs to, people should really watch, especially in the UK. I feel it's so relevant. Yeah. So, uh, Handmaiden. Handmaiden should be, yeah. Ha- the Handmaiden is the is is, is probably the, is one of the massive snubs because it's got yeah. snubbed in so many categories. I think that really really deserved the best picture nominee. Uh, that is some stuff. Well, for the foreign film itself. Definitely. Yeah. Snub of the year. Yeah. Really. Neruda. Yep, that would get in on, on for me as well. Uh, Manchester by the Sea, um, Captain Fantastic. I haven't seen it. I know, I probably overlove it, overrate it, I'd say. American Honey. That, if I want, that's like my third best film of the year. Mm-hmm. I think that's, I would place it above, like, almost everything. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, definitely mm-hmm. American Honey deserves a nomination. Not Turn Animals. No. It's close, though. I think, I think there's a few of us. I think it feels like yeah. a lobster getting up and not down animals before. Oh, no, I haven't counted lobster. But I will count lobster. It's I, a 2016 yeah, I know. I, yeah, I was, this is my 2016 well, proper release. So, wait, I posted a list of all my awards on... Of my picks for the Oscars yeah. on Letterboxd, and I went by US release dates. Right. And, and have you got any of us? Uh, the only last one is Hunt for the Water People. That's pretty good. Would, yeah. So, here, here's what I would throw in there. So, you said most of mine, so American Honey's in there, Silence, Neruda, Handmaid, and Neon Demon. Few potential throw-ins. Jackie, yeah. which was a really Oscar-friendly film in many ways, and but what, I think that deserved it more than most yeah. of the nominations. Yeah, in uh, jail with me, but I can see it doing really well, and I do want to rewatch it. <laughs> one that I understand is very divisive, but I personally really liked High Rise by Ben Wheatley. Oh yeah, that that was recently. Yeah, so I would have thrown High Rise in my my list. But here's the one that I think is the most deserving nominee that isn't in there. 
film called OJ, Made in America. Oh, the documentary. Yeah. Documentary. One best documentary at the Oscars. That was, until I saw Moonlight, that was the film of 2016. That was the best piece of cinema of the entire year. It might be the most important film of the year. It is certainly not something that is inherently super watchable because it is a very, very... Long. <laughs> well, okay, it's long, but I was going to say it's a very, very in-depth analysis of race in America, of O.J. Simpson and, what, and his life, and it skewers all of this aspect, all of the aspects of his life through context. Every single thing he did is contextualised ridiculously. They, like, they, the film just takes tangents to spend 20 minutes discussing, you know, an, a, an incident that happened in 1970 with the LA police. All in order to, when they get to hit, to like later on, yeah. to pay it off two hours later. It's a long documentary, but it was a masterpiece. And that really, I mean, documentaries never get Best Picture love at the Oscars. They've never been nominated. Because they're not proper films, Darren. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just tell that to Shower, our man of a movie camera, and all the people who've used camera techniques. Um, but, you know, just saying, I would have gone there for that. Let's, okay. so, should, should we go to the act? Uh, the, the acting. Yeah. Best best actress, Emma Stone won. Um, undeserved. Undeserved, definitely undeserved. Natalie Portman for Jackie. Natalie Portman would have been my pick. Obviously, there's Meryl Streep for uh, Florence Foster Jenkins. Haven't I haven't seen uh, Ruth Negger for Loving. Really doesn't. I don't see understand that. Yeah, I think uh, Joel um, and nothing did better. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah I, Isabel Huppert for Elle, who I haven't seen that film, but I just really like Isabel Huppert. So I'd love for her to get a nomination. Yeah. I think some people who I would have thrown in there, um, Kate Beckinsale from Love and Friendship. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. I mean, she was so good. She in was, that. yeah, oh, yeah, she was. She just nailed that very uh, witty uh, Jane Austen type character perfectly. Yeah, agreed. And I thought she was she, she was on point in every yeah. single scene in that mm-hmm. film. Um, I would have loved for both actresses from The Handmaiden to get in. But obviously, yeah. that's a pipe dream. Yeah, that's... <laughs> but I mean, it's about who Power came for a foreign film, so... Um, the other, uh, Sasha Lane for American Honey was superb. Yeah. It was like her first film as well, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, she was a total, she was total unknown. Yeah, I think the big brilliant. snub is Amy Adams. For, um... Arrival. Or not to the Or not She wouldn't have made my list. Yeah. But... She was really, but it's Oscar friendly. Like the other ones I've said aren't Oscar friendly. That she is Oscar friendly, yeah. and she definitely deserves compa- it. Compared to Ruth, um, um, compared to Emma Stone, she deserves it. Yeah, yeah like yeah. and Emma Stone won. I, I think Amy Adams is the real big snub there. Haley Steinfeld for Edge of Seventeen, mate. Even like there's yeah, so many, was, yeah, she was better. Than there's so Stone. many other contenders better. out there. Best actor was the easiest win of and most deserved win of the night, probably. Yeah. Casey, Casey. Affleck, yeah, like the Manchester by the Sea. Yeah, I'm so happy that he. Won. Such a low energy performance, mm. but so there's so many lovely little subtle moments yeah. in his performance, which is, which hit so well. You can constantly tell there's something below the surface. Yeah. Um, Denzel Washington. I think it was, it was generally it was a kind of all the nominations were kind of well not all one point actually. Denzel Washington was was pretty yeah. was really good. Um, I I I I can't speak for Vigo, but you I can. love Vigo. I love Vigo and Captain Fantastic and. Um, whilst I don't think he deserves to, I'd love him to win because, but I do feel it's just kind of, it's his type of, it's his, it's just perfectly his type of role because, mm. um, and he, I don't think any other actor, well, there probably are other actors, but 
He just now he, he's just the perfect actor for that role. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But Andrew Garfield should have been nominated for Silence. Okay. Yeah, that's it. Andrew Garfield, wrong film. Silence yeah. should have been. Yeah. And Ryan Gosling is mm. also the wrong Ryan because Ryan yeah. Reynolds for Deadpool was much better. <laughs> yes. Um, just throwing it out there. Um, others... yeah, I think Ryan. Yeah, I do not get Ryan Gosling. Some. I mean, I, I kind of get why so. he was nominated for the vote for the system, but it's just. Uh, I don't think it's. Uh, to be honest, he was just kind of being. Ryan Gosling. Well, just, he's yeah, just and, being... and his singing wasn't great. Yeah, like that—that's kind of like what's required for a musical, and he messed that up. Because I kind of feel like Ryan Gosling was, well, I wouldn't go as far as saying being in stuff, but, but almost bordering on it. I feel like he, because him and Emma Stone, obviously, it's their third film together. It's almost like, oh, we just need to see their chemistry yeah. again, and that's literally yeah. what it was. I would have loved other people who missed out. That I would have, I would have loved to see Adam Driver for Patterson, who was great. Mm-hmm. Uh, Colin Farrell in The Lobster like how good was he he was amazing um, talking about you mentioned I Daniel Blake earlier Dave Johns, Dave Johns. was superb um, Tom Hanks for Sully seems like a very random snub because that seems a very Oscar friendly role and he didn't get in there I don't know yeah because he's kind of I mean he's got the whole Oscar I think it's more like films he acts in tend to be a bit of that but he's, I don't know did he get nominated for um Captain Phillips, I don't think he did. No, he didn't. No, so he I also think, doesn't like yeah, him lately. He doesn't, yeah, he hasn't been, yeah, he hasn't been getting wrong. His career is, I don't know why they don't like yeah. him. Okay, so Best Supporting Actress. So Viola Davis won for Fences, which fair, Decent, fair, yeah, fair choice. Like, yeah. wasn't, wouldn't have been my choice, but very fair win. And then you have Naomi Harris for Moonlight. Who it was, was really good, yeah. Uh, Nicole Kidman for Lion, who was fine. fine. Not, yeah. not nomination deserving. Octavia Spencer for Hidden Figures. Wrong actress. Wrong actress, actress because it should have been Janelle Monae. Yeah. Um, and then Michelle Williams of Manchester by the Sea would have been good, good my pick of the nominees. I thought yeah. maybe my pick of the year. Yeah. I thought Michelle Williams was so good in every single scene. Um, she yeah. she's in Manchester by the Sea much, but she really yeah. makes her presence known in, in the entire film. Yeah, I don't know which one I would pick really. Hmm. Kind of like Viola Davis quite a bit. I kind of, I'm quite happy with that choice. Yeah, it's, it's definitely. I actually think the acting choices this year were Emma Stone aside, yeah. all pretty good choices. Yeah. I'd like to see Haley Scott squad for um, I don't know Blake. Yeah, yeah. I would have. They were. I feel like all three of the um, girls in Neon Demon. So uh, Abby Lee, Bella Heathcote, and Jenna Malone would have been yeah. fair nominated for Neon Demon. Yeah, um, definitely. I agree with that. Like yeah, like, I feel like they they were the people who I would have picked. Um, best supporting actor is I think Mashara Mahershala. Mahershala, sorry, yeah. Mahershala Ali. First of all, great name. <laughs> Secondly, um, so deserving. I thought um, that was the he was yes, fantastic. Yes, 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 yes. I was surprised how little he was in Moonlight, but he was just the, the, there's that one scene. Yeah. The the there's that scene that we that you know mm. you know what you're not about mm-hmm. right. That scene, I was watching it, I was there going, wow, he's good in this. And then the second time I saw Moonlight, I watched it and I went, no, that's probably the best action of the year. No, yeah. No. Okay, he's barely in this film, but that's that's a deserving win. Um, um, nomination, Jeff. Jeff Bridges for Hell or High Water. Great, great choice. I thought that was a fair nomination. I think, no, I don't really think much of Jeff Bridges. Jeff Bridges was so good. In, I, don't I really didn't find him funny. In the... it, it doesn't matter. His performance is great. I, didn't care. I really wasn't that interested by it. Lucas Hedge in Manchester by the Sea, I think it's a stupid nomination. It's a bit of a, oh, he's in the film, which is, it's kind of, he's normally because he's in the in the film. Yeah. Rather, yeah. Death Patel. I thought it was really. He was good, but. 
Yeah. Do you know, he 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 would have. I would have. He's annoying because he's in the worst part of the film. He's in the worst part of the film, but he's the best thing in that worst part. Even though Rooney yeah. is there, who is perfect, uh, he was the best part of that film. Uh, Michael Shannon in Nocturnal Animals. Yeah, fine. Yeah, he's... Um, I, other snubs, I definitely thought Gael Garcia Bernal for Neruda. Yeah. For, I mean, foreign oh, film. But he he was scene stealing in that movie. Um, you could talk about John, the guy who played um, Tom Bennett from Love and Friendship. Yeah. Played Sir James Martin. Sir James Martin. Nailed it, nailed it, nailed it. Nailed it. Scene. it hilarious. He should have got a nomination too. But I have to say, of all the categories, I think this might be the best one. I feel like this is the one that I most agree with. It's either this or Best Actor. I prefer Best Actor. I think for Best Supporting, you could have arguably nominated all the uh, uh, guys in um, Moonlight. Yeah. So every character in Moonlight could have got a nomination. Well, the, the three guys that played uh, Sharon. Yeah, Sharon. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Sharon. So Sharon. Trevant I don't know. Whoever, yeah, whoever the other and maybe one, the one of the guys who played is it Kevin? Who was it? What was the, his friend? Kevin. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like the last. Yeah, I think you could have had all like five of them just get nominated. The yeah, that would be hilarious. Okay, best director. Okay, this is a very bad pick by the Oscars. The best director of the year, according to them, no one did a better job. Everyone inferior. <laughs> Damien Chazelle for La La Land. <laughs> Excuse me while I just laugh. What? No. Ah. I mean, I can't, I don't know, yeah, I, things, there's just so many other better directors. <laughs> In fact, I actually think he did, the, of the five nominees, he, I think he did the worst job. Oh, no, I won't go that far. Right. I think, I think he did better than Mel Gibson, personally. Hmm. Hmm. Actually, hmm. Mm. I don't know. Okay, maybe. You know. I'll give you Mel. I'll give you Mel. I think Mel. But generosity. I think, I think, I think, I think right. the others. Denis Villeneuve for Arrival, right? Yeah, yeah. I yeah, didn't yeah. even like Arrival that much. Direction solid. Yeah. Kenneth Lonergan for Manchester by the Sea. Yeah, he's br- yeah, I definitely prefer him. Bar- and Barry Jenkins yeah, for Moonlight. Oh, yeah, obviously. So deserved. So, so, so deserved. However, there's so many snubs in this category. Martin Scorsese. Martin Scorsese for Silence, so deserving. Um, Pablo Lorraine for Ivan Neruda or Jackie. Yeah. Like, the best thing about those movies was how they were made, how they were directed, mm. how they were stylized. Nicholas Wynn Reffin. Yeah. Um, Ken Loach for I, Daniel Blake, because of throwing. Even, you know. Mm. Um, Chan Park Wook. That was, no, that was terrible. Chan Wook Park, rather. For yeah. Handmaiden. For Handmaiden. Um, my personal pick for best director of the entire year, mm. Ezra Edelman, OJ Made in America. The best directed documentary I've perhaps seen, you know, like I, like I can only name maybe one better directed documentary in history. Um, so deserved. Andrea Arnold for American Honey. So many snubs. Like, oh, like for me, like uh, Nicholas Winter Rackman is still my favorite of the year. Early on, even that's my best. See, I can understand Nick, um, Nick being in there. Yeah, I do think that. His, I feel like his film is a little too star. I feel like he doesn't quite constrain himself enough. I feel like he he lets himself just be too flamboyant for me. Oh, but I love his star so much. It's just I love. <laughs> I mean, I do. I I just think so. My problem with Nicholas Winter Reffin is his whole thing is, oh look, I'm gonna take, a, I'm gonna just make a really fucked up movie, right? And I'm gonna but I'm gonna throw in like a bit of imagery, a bit of metaphor, and then just make it really really fucked up, right? And all I think is. He's great at it, and I've never seen Nicholas Winding Refn movie that I don't love. I think they're all great. I love every single movie he's done. Right? So I'm definitely not a hater. I really love his work. Mm-hmm. But I love Park Chan-wook even more. 
and his whole stylized fucked up thing. It's just a, it's just a bit clever. In every film, I just love how when when the takes a scene and just has just is makes everything so visual and everything described so visually, like um, I don't want to talk too much about the ending, but there's just certain scenes where it's just no dialogue, you know, just complete visuals, and you see yeah. the trans see the character transformation so so well. That that is what I love in Nicholas Winter reference to the ending. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I. I I'm not. I think Neil Demon is one of the years, the year's yeah. best films. And I do love Handmaiden, by the way. But <laughs> I'm just, I'm just saying. Like I'm sat there going, if I was sat in a room and I had to watch my three favorite Reffin movies, I don't know, Neil Demon, Only God Forgives, Bronson, or Valhalla Rising, right? Yeah. Saying, oh, would I rather watch Old Boy, Lady Vengeance, and Handmaiden? No question. I'm going with, with Park Chan Wook on these. Like he, he is the master yeah, but we of are, top cinema. Yeah, but we are going by. The film that's yeah, and I still think the handbed is better than Neon Demon. Well, I disagree. <laughs> okay. Let's move on to the, the original screenplay. Original screenplay. Manchester by the Seas. Manchester by the Seas. One. I feel like Lobster really get a nomination is super. Yeah, yeah. But, oh. but the Oscars do throw in an oddity every now and again. Mm. Hello High Water would have been a deserving winner. Um, 20th Century Woman I haven't seen, but La La Land can no, fuck no, off. No, 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 no. Obvious snub here. Not snub. Obviously, obvious retardation from the Academy is Moonlight isn't here. Mm-hmm. Because Moonlight say... Cause the, so the Moonlight has been nominated for Best Original Screenplay in most organisations. But the Oscars went, well, because it's based on a play that was never published, it's adapted. Yeah. Well, I mean, if it's not, if it's just some, some guy wrote a play and then didn't do anything with it, that's... I don't know. I don't think it's adapted, really. But So Moonlight should be here. But as a nominee's fair winner. I think yeah, Manchester is a great, great script, and the Lobster I think is the best of five. I'd say, oh, yeah. I mean, the Lobster is just such an interesting world. Yeah, it's such a brilliant concept, and it just runs. With the it. problem the Lobster has is that it's two halves that don't quite gel, but each half by itself is perfect, and it's a case of they don't quite bridge that gap well enough. So I think structurally. It fails in that in that little bit of scripting, but scene by scene, it might be the best written film of the year. I don't know. I I, I know people complain about the two halves. Personally, I don't. I think they're just two really interesting sides of the, of the same world. Well, two sides of, yeah. No, I agree with that. Yeah. But my, my it's it's like I love the lobster, and but my point is that it has the same problem that I have with uh, Stanley Kubrick's Full Metal Jacket. It's two sixty-minute films. And I'm not convinced that are like ten out of ten, but I'm not convinced that put together they add up to an, they, 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 they they equal what they are individually. I I think the bit of the hotel's great, and that's all brilliant. I think the bit with the singletons is all brilliant. I'm not convinced that having half the film do the hotel, half the film do the single, works. I know. I personally, it works for me. I think it just shows the world so much so much better. It it makes it more. I mean, I can see just a. I could see. I sort of get what you mean. Like you know, you could just see a film based in the hotel and a film based on when they're sing- single. But I kind of like how you can have the contrast. You can see the differences between how those two different societies work and operate. Oh no! Yeah, I mean, I, I get that it's all metaphoric. It's all yeah. like, oh look, this is how single people are. This is how yeah. not. This is how people in relationships are. Yeah. I get all that. Yeah. 
But what I think happens is, so you have all this stuff with the people in relationships, and then it, they go and become single. And then the film doesn't ever, it just feels like it just happens. And it doesn't ever really play it back in, in a way that feels like, it just feels like they've gone, we've just changed a movie. And that's fine, because it's funny, and it's well written, and I care. But it doesn't make it ideal. I would rather that the film slowly blended into that than just did a hard cut, which is essentially what happens. Because I mean, it's not like literally a hard cut, but like it's like one scene and it just changes, and that's it from there. I know. The, it, in the next section happens after the climax of um, the uh, hotel. Yeah, which is essentially a hard cut. You reach a point, you climax, and you mm. cut. They reach a point, they climax, and it changes, and it starts again from the beginning, and then climaxes yeah. again. Well. I would rather it was a film that didn't climax and start again. I'd rather it was a film that started low and climaxed at least at the end of two hours. Not climax 60 minutes, start again at 61 and climax at 120. Although, that, although having said all that, it's still fine and it deserves a nomination yeah. and I'm glad it was nominated. Mm. Yeah, Adapted screenplay Mo- Moonlight won. Like, that's it, we're done. <laughs> Nothing else comes Yeah, I'm not sure we want to talk about the other nominee. Um, um, yeah, let's move on. <laughs> Original score. score, bad choice. La La Land I won. Th- I think Jackie is a better score. Jackie is a better score. Moonlight's mm. a better score. Uh, in terms of other, I mean, Nick, uh, the uh, Neon Demon has a... My, my score of the year. Yeah, my score of the year, definitely. Handmaidens in there. Moana. Yeah. Before we, like, and this is before we even get to like the nominees, let alone La La Land winning yeah. Like, just no. What's Passengers doing? There? Passengers is, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I and guess what's Lion? Again. What's the score to Lion? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, there's sort of nice bits in the background when Juni India sings, but it's not, it hasn't struck me. It hasn't stayed with me in the moment. I would have loved for Mika Levi to win for Jackie. Because, mm. yeah, I mean, the Jackie score really struck with me, anyway. Cause, I mean, I think it's just used so well. There's so many scenes, let's yeah. wait. To me, like, the better scenes when I saw Jackie was when Natalie Portman was on her own and there's just that score, you know, bellowing over just the, I don't know, the, all the strings playing and all that stuff. I mean, ultimately, oh man, Mika, oh my god, Mika Levi, such a talented composer. Mm. I love Mika Levi's work. I loved her working under the skin and I love her work on Jackie. I, I think I love her Jackie work even more. And my god, Under the Skin was the best score of the year of like 2013, 14, whenever it came out. I, oh, Mika Levi is such a talented composer and I, I cannot wait to see what score she does next for whatever film. Mm-hmm. Um, best original song, song, La La Land won, should have gone to Moana for any Moana song. Your Welcome would have been a good choice. Shiny, um, How Far You'll Go, I get is the more friend, I Oscar think, friendly one. I think one, Moana but... had better songs than La La Land overall. Yes. Um, I Personally, my favourite was um, Driver Like You Sold It from um, Sing Street. Oh, yeah. I really enjoy I just really, I've been playing it so much. I really I, just... I've forgotten about it, really. I, like, it's, only when, it's only when I read about it that I go, oh, yeah, I should listen to that. But, I, when you, but then because... once, once I listen to it, I don't listen to it again. Really? I know. Like, when you listen to it, it's just such a, it's such a fun beat. It's, it gets you going so much. I mean... But yeah, I don't, I don't get with the um, La La Land ones. I think personally, um, City Stars is one of the weaker ones, in my opinion. Controversially, S- since I've seen the film, I've just forgotten the songs from La La Land. Like they've all gone from my mind. I mean, I prefer Audition personally, but I think that's because that's I, the better teaser. I trailer. also like the yeah. I think Audition is one of the better ones. The other one I really like is Another Day of Sun. Yeah, 
The Lord of the Two Towers. That was a great. It was a great opening for the film. Yeah. But I get the sense that all of the other people clubbed together to go for City of Stars. Mm. I don't think there's any split on that. Cinematography then. So this is obviously an interesting category. Mm. Um, because Silence received the only nomination here, <laughs> even though it's undoubtedly the best film of the year, excluding like Moonlight. Of the Oscar-friendly yeah. fictional films, so no documentaries. Yeah. If this is the weird category. This is the one. Silence got nominated and it's deserving. Mm-hmm. I would have thrown in there um, Handmaiden, no question. Yeah, Neon definitely. Demon, no question. Right. Other one that I think is undoubtable, Knight of Cups. Haven't seen only bits of it, but yeah, I like yeah. Knight of Cups. Like Knight of Cups is flawed. I really didn't like bits of that movie, but cinematography is so solid. Mm. It's so perfect. Yeah. Um, I mean, with La La Land, all it's. I mean, with cinematography, it's. I mean, it's just. I feel that the only thing is, every song is done in one. Looks like it's done in one take. Oh, that's literally that. that's literally all yeah. it is really and I mean long takes are gr- can be great and all but I, I remember watching the film I was like uh, because, in the, because in the, obviously the first song has done a long yeah. take um, and I still noticed it and I was like looking okay where's it Kate? where's all the hidden cuts yeah. and then it's like and it's just every song was, was a long take I'm like okay and it's like so by the second and third one I was like okay it's going to be a long take yeah. here we go <laughs> predictable it's just becoming predictable yeah. after a while so best foreign language film next. I think this is an interesting category. Mm-hmm. Um, I think first of all, there's loads of snubs. I think there's, well, there's two big snubs. Neruda and Handmaiden. Yeah, the two best foreign films I saw last year: Neruda and Handmaiden. Yeah, both of them being here. And Neruda could have been nominated, but they didn't even pick it. Uh, Handmaiden wasn't even submitted by Korea because of politics. Yeah. So can I just say, politician of censor artists. Please fuck off. Um, <laughs> of the, so, of the five nominees, Salesman, Tony Erdman, Tanner, Landon, Miner, Mancod, Oh, oh, And the only two I've seen were Salesman and Tony Erdman. Yeah. And my thought on it was, Tony Erdman is the better movie, but it's really close. So right. I'm not savvy Salesman, but I would have gone Tony Erdman. Yeah, I mean, I've only seen Salesman, and whilst being up is a, you know, is a good choice, I do feel it's kind of down for, well, politics. Definitely yeah. politics. politics. Because up until a week ago, everyone thought, up until Tony two, two weeks ago, Tony Urban was and the one to the Trump ban, then, yeah. Because yeah, it it's because if, if you voted for uh, the salesman, the, win, the winners couldn't turn up because the ban was going on to yeah. America. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely political voting for the salesman, but I mean, it's still really deserving. Good film. Yeah. I kind of just call out the other three nomin The best foreign language film is a terrible category. They always pick the wrong films, mm. and the three of the nominees, they are far from the most acclaimed, mm. talked about foreign films of the year. There's no Elba. There's no. It's only the end of the world. Mm. No, like these are movies that are talked about more. Not Aquarius. No graduation. These are the movies that people talk about. But like, oh, who the hell is talking about Tanner, the Australian film? Like, yeah, that has a lot of hype out there. Like, and I'm not even saying it shouldn't be like, I'm obviously I get it if you want to go for smaller movies, but these, but these smaller movies, whenever you get, when you watch, so every single year what happens is, people talk about these great foreign films, right? Mm-hmm. The Oscars then don't nominate them, they nominate obscure foreign films, and you go, well, there must be a reason why they're doing it. Maybe they're picking the obscure ones because they've actually wa- they aren't just watching the big ones everyone's talking about. And then you watch them and you go, no, these are generic, boring. Like, why are you? There's a reason people aren't talking about them. 
So every single year that I've watched foreign films nominated at the Oscars, that's my experience. Mm -hmm. Maybe this year's different. Maybe they've nominated a bunch of masterpieces that are obscure. <laughs> but you know what? They tend to just pick the most generic, obscure movies. They don't pick the ones everyone talks about. And I'm just calling it out as bullshit right now. Shall we move on to the next category? Cost Costume design. Oh, this is a dumb thing. <laughs> Fantastic. You'd be somewhere to find them. Maybe the most undeserving nominee of the night... Um, Jackie, um, Jackie, 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 yes. Jackie, Jackie, all, Jackie. All of uh, Jack Kennedy's uh, outfits alone are amazing. Yeah, Allied is a good nomination as well. La La Land, I kind of see. The thing is, La La Land, it has nice costumes at the beginning. Yeah. And then they, I, then they, because of how they want to do the film, they kind of throw, yeah. throw them out. But I mean, Hail Caesar should be there. Mm hmm. Okay, obviously, once again, we're going to sound like a broken record, but the handmaiden and neon demon, especially <laughs> yes. the handmaiden, especially the handmaiden, yes. oh, handmaiden, yeah. possibly best costumes of the year. Mm. So once, let's move, let's just yeah, move on. Makeup on hairstyle at Suicide Squad one, <laughs> so that's great news because uh, Suicide Squad it's a great film. It's won an Oscar. Yeah, it's won more Oscars than um, Hitchcock and um, Coop, well, Cooper won. Uh, uh, yeah, more yeah, more, more Oscars than Carol. Silence and yeah, and all these other masterpieces of recent years. Mm. Best documentary feature, the most accurate award of the night, OJ Made in America. Yeah, well, there's no come on, no uh, competition. The only there. other film, well, I mean, the competition is quite stiff because they, they've all oh, got no. pretty good reviews. But the only one, there's a film, so there's Thirteenth by Eva DuVernay, who I've heard is great, but I'm I'm not, I can't imagine matching OJ. Fire at Sea. Obviously, one called a bear at Berlin, so prestigious as fuck. Um, life animated, fuck that. That's, no, that's, that's the filler. Life animated is yeah. the filler. Um, no one gives a crap about that. Oh, an autistic kid watching a lot of Disney movies. Good for him. Um, but yeah. I am not your Negro. That is the one that I haven't seen that I really, really want to see. Mm -hmm. Because that seems really interesting. But otherwise, it's OJ Men America, obvious choice. Sound editing. I mean, Arrival. Hacksaw Ridge maybe should have won, but otherwise I don't really see the argument. I mean, it's Arrival's fine. a fair choice, I think. It's fair. Yeah. Like All the alien I sounds. Deep, I, deep Water Horizon would have been a good choice. Don't know why La La Land's there. Yeah, because otherwise... surely it's about the, the music. And, and, and you know, Sound Editing doesn't count the yeah. score, but whatever. Sound Mixing. mixing. Hacksaw Ridge, I think, is a good choice. It does mean that one of the... I think it's Kevin O'Connell was the nominee, who has had 20 oh, yeah. nominations <laughs> and never won. But he won for Hacksaw Ridge, and good on that guy. He's finally won it. Deserves it. He's the Leonardo DiCaprio of yeah. sound, sound mixing. Yeah. <laughs> Animated short. I don't know anything about them. Piper won, which means Pixar won, which is Pixar, because they always do yeah. one on these other things. Animated feature. feature, interesting. So I haven't seen Zootopia. Which I have. Um... I do like Zootopia. I do. It is a little bit heavy-handed with its uh, material. It's a, it is an obvious social commentary on racism. Yeah, it, that's literally what it is. There's a lot it's of racism really, in this. It's uh... still, yeah, it's still really good, but I feel like it's just, I think it's a really. It does have a lot of in. I do like they do. They do just went for it in terms of um, trying to be, like. There's so many little little things they made to to focus on about um, racial segregation or blah blah all that yeah. kind of stuff. I know, I'd say Kubo and Moana are better animated because I think Zootopia feels a fairly sort of kind of stand, quite standard out, but, uh, animation for, 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 for the moment but I feel Kubo and Moana both took animation a step forward in terms of how it looks 
That's my okay. opinion. But, but I mean, were they better films though? Because that's that's the category. Not um, not how well done. Yeah, made. I know. Yeah, I. Mm. Uh, well, it's hard. I. I mean, of the three I've seen, my two cents goes like this: Moana's the best I saw. Mm-hmm. Then Red Turtle, then Kubo, and I think all three of those are great films. So all three seem deserving to me. Because I've also seen Red Turtle, I, I, a gem. I think I prefer Red Turtle over the four I've seen personally. Okay. I really, I did a lot. I really did enjoy Red Turtle. Um, I, w- so yeah. I, actually, I actually think this is one category that hasn't had snubs, because people talked yeah. about snubs and that people went, oh. Um, Finding Dory is snubbed, no, and I'm like, no, no, no it isn't. It's like, okay for bits. It's Finding Dory way worse than these nominees. Yeah. And then the other one people said was, oh, your name, the Japanese animation is. Which was I haven't seen. But like, I saw your name, and my and I left it, and I went, you know what? What are people on about? This is a very this is a standard anime that's just got like very commercial pop songs in it. It's pretty generic. It's got an interesting idea. Goes nowhere with it. Like, don't get why your name was considered a snub. Oh, yeah. you know, so, yeah. there we go. Production design, La La Land won. Again. Bad set of nominations, because obviously Handmaiden should have won. Should've easily should have won. Neon yeah. Demon should have been nominated. Jackie would have been a good shout. Yeah. Hail Caesar! Oh, Hail Caesar was, nom- was nominated. Was yeah. nominated. I apologise. Passengers! <laughs> I mean, it's just... Arrival! I don't get no, I've Passengers. Got, I, oh, yeah, is, Arrival. What? what? Oh, okay. Because Passengers is a lot of CGI sets, really. It's just, it's just a load of... No, it's a bit yeah. of CGI sets. So I don't really get the production, you know. I mean, I, compared to what else has really been really, really good. Yeah. Visual effects. Uh, Jungle Book 1. Um, I've seen it. I, I kind of get why it won, but personally... I, I agree, it's probably got some of the best... It has some of the best green screens... Mm. I've seen. I agree yeah. with that, and I mean there are bits where I, you know, even when you watch those videos where you compare the green screen to the not green screen, I was like, okay, yeah, that is a bloody good green screen. Yeah. But I think things like the animation of the animals is better done in films like Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. Yeah. It's not up to that standard, in my opinion. It's partly because um, it's more like due to obviously in Jungle Book they are just purely animated and. Yeah. In, Dawn, it's all motion capture. Yeah, and motion capture is my from is is simply better because of especially with the emotional scenes when you see the little subtle movements of the face. Yeah, it will always capture it better than pure you know pure animation. Yeah, and that's kind of what struck me when I'm watching Young Book is when there's a scene where there is trying to be like really like either sad or emotional. I'm just seeing a animated face but and a voice actor you know uh, yeah you know his voice and it's just not quite matching the same way as in, yeah. Dawn of the in terms of what i feel should want doctor strange i think is a much better choice i mean i haven't seen any of the nominees i've seen all the nominees except jungle but yeah i'd say the ones i've seen doctor strange is clear victor yeah. i definitely uh, rogue one is there but i don't i think cuba and deep water i shouldn't be there i feel like star trek beyond warcraft Batman v Superman mm. were better for effects. Not in terms of quality of visual, quality of film, but in terms of because quality of the effects, to me, they seem like the best ones. Yeah. But I don't know, I'm not an expert. Film editing, I, I don't, this category is just a mess as well. Hacksaw Ridge, best edited film of the year. That was a really random I, I felt like people just getting confused with like the sound um, mixing. I was like, oh, because of. In the war scenes, I guess, and it goes from, you know, cut, how it cuts. But yeah. I, you know, they're much better edited films. <laughs> 
out there. Yeah, I mean, I mean, documentaries have been snubbed in every category, but I, OJ Men in America, Best Editor Film of the Year, mm-hmm. Jackie, so well edited. Um, Manchester Fantasy Series well edited, like it cuts time yeah. a lot. Um, yeah, it was really well. I mean, that's the better of the script, but it was very, um, it, you know, they kind of, it was a very efficient script in the way it kind of set up a complex in, well, in the scene, they have a scene where the two, well, the two characters drive in a car and talk about where they're going, and then they have, they go straight into the scene. Yeah. Like, like straight into the scene. I mean, yeah. and not to hack on about it, but Handmaiden. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. That's tra- yeah, that's, that's, a, so that's a great script. Yeah, that's just a great script as well. Uh, yeah, documentary short. Well, White Helmet is one. A little bit controversial, but I mean, it's fine. And I haven't seen it all, but best live action short. Mm. Sing. Don't know anything about these. Mm. Fair enough. Okay. Right. Okay. Uh, do you want to discuss film? I don't think we have time. Okay. Uh, so maybe. Let, let's just round up. The Oscars then. Oscar, yeah, I think. Okay, so a surprising Oscars. Surprising in many ways, I think. Uh, I didn't expect the night to win, if I'm honest. Mm. But I'm so happy it did. It's the best kind of surprise because it's a good surprise. It was also hilarious. Also yeah. hilarious. Um, I couldn't I, believe. I was, I was thinking because uh, I was wondering if there's a conspiracy going on. I have all, all the number of theories, like, or maybe either the Academy doesn't like Warren Beatty, yeah. and they're trying to, you know, embarrass him, or the Academy is, or, or Russia has hacked into the Oscars as well as the presidential election. I've got to go on that. <laughs> um, or, yeah, it might, might, might have been like the... Or maybe the Academy is just racist and uh, yeah. homophobic. It might be like the, have you heard of the Marissa Tomei? Conspiracy. No, what's that? So in I think it was in the 90s, it might be like 94 or something, mm-hmm. there was Best Supporting Actress and Marissa Tomei was nominated for My Cousin Vinny, mm-hmm. which is like a broad comedy, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's not a, a it's why well, not? I mean, it's actually quite a, it's like a comedy, it's comedy about law, so I guess it's not like that broad, but it's a comedy, right? Yeah. And she was like one of those nominees that everyone was like, oh, she's in there, but no one thought she, everyone thought she had no chance. Mm-hmm. And then. Oscar came up and Marissa Tomei won for Best Supporting Actress for yeah. My Cousin Vinny. Yeah. And it became a rumour that the that she didn't actually win and that the person reading the card got confused <laughs> and just picked a name at random off the uh, autocue. <laughs> and, he, and he said her name and they, and they let her have it because they didn't want to embarrass themselves and admit they were wrong. <laughs> and for years... It was like a rumor, and they used to like, uh, and they had to like the, the Oscars had to officially deny it and everything, because um, like, because because people because people thought she was such an underdog and so undeserving. So it would have been great if they're like just, like, well, not you know, it would be interesting yeah. if that happened again. But yeah, I mean, I think this year, like this year was, twenty sixteen had a good bunch of movies, but a bad set of Oscars. I think so many smaller films were it was a great. It was a great year for small indie films and foreign films. Yeah. Definitely. Well, I, mean, I don't know about foreign films, but it was a well, great, it was was a great year for indie films. Yeah. Um, but, like, yeah. It was also a very weak year for uh, blockbusters. Blockbusters were pretty bad across the board. Um, I, I feel like the big snubs really are Silence, OJ Made in America, mm-hmm. Handmade and Neon Demon, American Honey. They're the ones that I think deserve more love. And Neruda. Yeah, they're the films that across the board I think could have got so many nominations and just didn't. I get that they're mostly foreign and indie films, and I obviously am a 
bit of an art house geek, and I obviously never went into that. And the Oscars obviously aren't. (laughs) Oscars obviously aren't, because they are lowest common denominator trash in general. I won't go as far as trash, just films that everyone can agree of are good. I'm not saying Oscar winner films are, but as a... As a, as a thing, as a, it's it's pretty trash. <laughs> it's pretty much a bunch of people backslapping each other for making me, me. You think, oh look, your piece of mediocrity was better than my piece of mediocrity. Well done. Like okay, like I, 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 I know. it was. Uh, I was. I waking up to the result was pretty. I mean, I mean, the first thing I found work was Moonlight One. I yeah. was like, wow, 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 wow. Yeah, and then I watched the thing, I was like, oh, they messed up the whole yeah. thing, which, and I was just laughing so much. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's it. definitely an insane ceremony. But, yeah, I mean, <laughs> it was a weird year. <laughs> it just feels like an odd year for that, that I mean. <laughs> Pretty much. Okay. Uh, I feel like we've we run, run our course of what we can say. Yeah, I think we should try and, um, uh, wrap it up a little bit. Yes, wrap it up. Um, hmm, well, we're here. We need to wrap it up. Yeah. Um, you do that. All right, okay. So uh, we, we don't know what we'll talk about next week, but we will try. Films. Apart from films, but in terms of topic, we're not sure. Uh, but we will have a podcast uh, next week. Fingers crossed, yes. Fingers crossed, hopefully, unless things get really busy. And um, I hope you enjoyed this podcast. And uh, yeah, thanks for listening. Yep. Darren, do you want to sign up? Uh, oh, great. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening. Uh, you know, contact us or message us on various things if you want. Yeah, and follow us on that box. Etc. Um, and we'll see you guys next time. Next week. People, yeah. if you bothered listening. <laughs> yeah, okay. Cool. Bye. <laughs> Bye.